Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Hey, North Texas food fans, welcome to Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor Aaron Bookie, and this week is all about Halloween and Dia de los Muertos. Last week we heard steakhouse ghost stories from Nick and Sam's, and now we're focused on the food, from sweet Mexican Day of the Dead traditions to our favorite spooky seasonal candy. It all gets started right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make every recipe in the cookbook foodie or a my favorite recipe is reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food for information on our show and all the latest food and restaurant news. And don't forget to tell us what you think at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. And if you like the show, be sure to leave a good review on Apple Podcasts. Later on, we're cracking open some Halloween candy, but first we're discussing the latest restaurant news with reporters Sarah Blaskovich and Imelda Garcia and our producer, Julie Fisk. Sarah, there was a bunch of Collin County restaurant news this week. Yes, and this is personal to me because I grew up in Plano. I live in Dallas now, but when stuff happens in Collin County, especially when it comes to food and drink, it's especially exciting for me because that's a wonderful place to eat and drink in DFW right now, but it wasn't always so cool like when I lived there. So my favorite story maybe of the week is that Armor Brewing Company has opened in Allen. This is a brewery that was already there. The man who owned it before is now facing capital murder charges and oh. has been indicted on 17 federal crimes. What? Wow. That one, yeah. So he's a bad guy. His name is Keith Ashley. He's not involved at all anymore in the brewery and it's been <laughs> vacant for a couple of years. <laughs> he's going to prison. Yeah, I think he's already in there. Oh, is he? So who swept in? But to me, some of the most famous Collin County folks, Jen Todrick and Mike Todrick. Jen Todrick is the star of No Demo Reno. She is this adorable redhead who runs a hilarious Instagram account called The Rambling Redhead. And anybody listening, if you haven't followed her on Instagram yet, you have to. It's not all about design, even though that's what she does well. Her husband, an army veteran and a West Point grad, also a hilarious person. And I spent a couple of hours with them last week at this brewery. So because Jen is involved, Armor Brewing Company is gorgeous on the inside. It feels like you're in somebody's fantastic living room. And Mike is really into craft beer. Now he has, of course, hired a head brewer and a head chef to make sort of Southern inflected food and beers from all over the map. But this is just a new place for Collin County folks to hang out, created by a couple who I do not know well, but do kind of want to be best friends with. (laughs) You have so many best friends now. I know. God bless (laughs) Jennifer Garner. She was one of the originals. Mm -hmm. So glad she's my friend. Okay. Also, (laughs) while we're up in Collin County, an Italian restaurant called 400 Grotti has recently opened in McKinney. This is that part of McKinney called District 121. It is near 121 and Alma, kind of in the crux of like 121 and 75, just a little bit west of that. There's a Bob Steak and Chop House there. There's a common table and there's 400 Grotti. Now, if this name sounds familiar, that's because there is a 400 Grotti in downtown Dallas on Ross Avenue. It was known, and I've made the mistake of saying, it's a pizza place. Well, I sit down with the two Italian co-owners 
And they're like, this is an Italian restaurant with traditional Italian food. And yes, we have Neapolitan style pizza, but there's a lot more going on at 400 Grady than I realized. And this couple, speaking of cool couples, maybe the theme here is just like power couples who own cool places. Cool. Because this husband, wife, um, his name is Igor and her name is Nikki. And they both lived in Italy for most of their life and then moved to the United States to expand 400 Grady all over North America. Wow. And their thought is Texas, Oklahoma, Canada, and Mexico, and not a lot of spots in between. Hmm. So if you're good at maps, that's kind of interesting. But he, as I was talking about this restaurant with him, he said, you know, a couple of really interesting things. He said, quote, Italian food is not the luxury only of Italians if we teach it correctly. He's basically like, the food where I come from is awesome, but we want to share it with people like you. Yes. So if you're looking to go on a date or take a business colleague to lunch or go out with friends, I think 400 Grady seems like a good option. And the way the development is set up, there's a courtyard in the middle with a live music stage and turf and a bunch of Adirondack chairs and all of the restaurants look in on it. So should you be a person who has two little girls, ages three and seven, like Mm -hmm. me, or teenagers who don't want to hang out with you once they've eaten their food. Or if you want to grab your glass of wine and stroll out onto the turf with your date or with your friends, this is a cool place to do it. And I don't know of a lot of places like that. Collin County is special in that I feel like it creates restaurants that are for all kinds of families. Doesn't 400 Grady also have like a gelato component? It's side piece. What do you call it? Side piece. <laughs> I don't know. I what love that. Word is. No, that's that's the word. Um, no, I'm so glad you asked. Yeah, um, there's also zero grati, which is not only a gelateria but also a beautiful pastry shop. And there is another one opening right there in McKinney. So a couple doors down, it's a cute little like blush colored walls with a little bit of seafoam green and pretty brass pendant lights. And you could just pop in there and get some sort of dessert, or you could find many of those delicious desserts a couple doors down at 400 grati. Another hilarious thing that Igor said. We were in the kitchen of the gelato place and he said, the only two things from France we like are this proofer. And he paused and he said, and butter. (laughs) (laughs) He's a character. So for anybody heading up to Collin County, go see those sweet little power couples. There's a couple places to eat. That's awesome. Thank you, Sarah. One piece of restaurant news that really kind of bummed me out last week was hearing that Chef Junior Borges is leaving Meridian. That's right. This is a Brazilian-American restaurant from a Brazilian-American chef. He is probably inarguably one of Dallas's best chefs Mm -hmm. and also like a really lovely guy. If you get to know him, like I've interviewed him for years. He has worked in many restaurants in New York. He moved down to Dallas to work at Uchi, but has kind of pinged around to all these high profile restaurants in Dallas. He created Meridian as a love letter to his life. So he was about 40 years old. He'd lived in Brazil for 20 years and the United States for 20 years. And the menu is full of Brazilian dishes and ingredients that many of us, including me, didn't know about. We do not have a modern Brazilian restaurant in Dallas. Mm -mm. And he made the point, we don't really have a lot of those across the United States. So this was special. Now, Junior's job was also to manage all of the restaurants at the village. And Julie, you said you just went to the village. There's a whole bunch of stuff there. There is. There's coffee shops. There's a really cool, it looks like maybe a pickleball court. There were just people all around whenever I went through there yesterday. It seems like an ideal place for a restaurant. Yes. And they were put there only a couple of years ago. It's this huge 
development project because the village, as we know, the village is the place where like Mark Cuban tells stories about having an apartment there before he had oh, money. Yeah. Oh, I lived mm. in the village. You, oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. When I lived there, it was only like dollar jello shot night at the VCC. Like that was it. I actually like, kind of want to live there now. I mean, right. <laughs> it looks beautiful and there's so many cool things going on there. Yes. And the food is interesting. And to your point, we had some friends come in from out of town and there were too many of them to stay with us. And we had them stay at the Dre Hotel. I was like, that's a cool boutique hotel. I live five minutes away from the village. And Anise has half off bottles of wine on Wednesday nights. Don't ask how I know that. Um, love that. <laughs> we always love a tip. So all those restaurants are still open. Meridian remains open right now, but Junior is not there anymore. Both the village and Junior said it was time for them to part ways. Mm -hmm. But the saddest part is that he's leaving the restaurant he created. And I wrote a story questioning whether that restaurant could exist without him. Right. So I think we will see some kind of news come to tell us what happens next with Meridian. I'm not sure what that will be. We could assume that there's a little bit of trouble there when it comes to the traffic and the money coming in. And Junior said that he didn't have enough ownership in the place. He was literally not an owner, right. but also he didn't have a big enough voice to do some of the things he wanted to do. And he thinks that not enough people go to the village. He said that on the record. Yeah, it is kind of an awkward area. Like when you're driving through there, I feel like I'm not supposed to be there. Yeah, and you have to know it's there. Yeah, else, exactly. Because you can't see it from the main mm. streets. I do think that the menu confused people. And I base this on Google reviews because for my husband's birthday, we looked at lots of different restaurants to go to and Meridian was one of them. And the overwhelming consensus was, I don't get it. So I think that his ideas were beautiful and heartfelt, but maybe they didn't hit home with your regular restaurant goer. Julie, I think that is a fine point. Restaurants cannot only be for this small percentage of people who know about all the ingredients. I had the pleasure of eating with Chef Junior, who told me not only what those ingredients were, but also like his grandmother's story about making that stew. Oh. Diners don't get that opportunity. You don't get yeah. to sit with a chef for a couple of hours and hear those backstories. And I think if a lot of people did, they would visit that restaurant more. Thank you, Sarah. Next up, things get a little bit sweet and spooky. That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like, when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. We kicked off spooky season last week with Chef Samir's ghost stories from Nick and Sam's. And this week is all about our favorite Halloween and Dia de los Muertos food traditions. Imelda, you grew up celebrating Dia de los Muertos in Mexico. What were your family's food traditions? Dia de los Muertos is a very important event in Mexico, mm -hmm. mostly in the south and in central Mexico. In the northern, it's not very much important, but a lot of food is made for that day. Remember that we celebrate this with an ofrenda. That is the most important thing that we do, because with that, we wait for our dear ones that pass on. We like to think that they come on that day to visit us. So we are waiting for them with food, with drinks, with pan de muerto, uh, flowers and everything. The most traditional people in Mexico begin their celebrations on October 28th because each day there's a different thing that you have to do. 
the tradition is, for example, in October 28th, you lit a candle for all those people that died alone. And then, oh, yeah, oh my gosh. on the 29th, you lit a candle for all the forgotten dead. Every day is it's a different thing until November the 1st when the dead children come and visit. And then on the November 2nd, the adults and everybody is there. So that day is the big celebration, right? Yeah. I didn't know all that. That's That's really intense, but beautiful. Yeah, it's a tradition full of symbolism. Everything has a meaning in that ofrenda. There are some things that you have to put in there because they have a function. For example, we have to put a plate of salt because we use that to purify the spirits that uh-huh. are coming. We pull out a glass of water because they are thirsty from the long journey from the afterworld. We lit candles, a lot of candles, uh, because we lit the path to home. And uh, we used a lot of papel picado, this paper that is very colorful and everything. We use these flowers that is called cempasuchil. It's the flower of the death, la flor de muerto. It's this like marigold, mm-hmm. very orangey. It's very traditional and it has a certain smell that is used to make it fragrant. So is that what an ofrenda is? Is it a spot in your house that is sort of an offering table? Yeah. You designate this part of your house where you put a table. Traditionally, it has seven levels from the underworld until heaven. But now we can just put a table or two or three levels. The important thing here is that you dedicate this to your loved ones. So you put some pictures of them their favorite foods, their favorite drinks. And one of these elements that is like very fundamental are the sugar skulls. Sugar skulls represent death and death is everywhere all the time. There was this tradition of exchange these calaveritas, these sugar skulls, with their names of the people in the forehead because, I mean, we are not wishing for death of somebody or anything like that. (laughs) We want for you to remember that you can die one day, so you have to live to the fullest every day. So ladies... I brought you something. Oh, I brought you your <gasps> no! I brought you your own calaverita with your name. Oh my, oh my God. gosh, they're beautiful. Those are gorgeous, Julie. That's yours. Oh my goodness. Oh, this is so cool. Oh, Amelda. Oh, Amelda, this is beautiful. Thank you so Aaron. much. These are gorgeous. Where do you get these? In Sarah. <gasps> Thank you. Oh, I'm gonna cry. I know. Me too. Oh, our names are on them. Yes. Just like you said. Oh, neat. This tradition is, it's my gift to you. So you can remember every day that you have to live life to the fullest because one day we're going to be skulls, right? (laughs) Yeah. So this is not a satanic thing. It's not a witchcraft, anything like that. It's a celebration of life. And this is what Dia de los Muertos is for us. I mean, people sometimes say, oh, you are calling your dead people to come. No, no, no. It's not like that. They are coming with love to be with us and we wait for them. And one day we want our families to be waiting for us too. These sugar skulls are made here in Grand Prairie by a a local artist, a Mexican local artist, Maggie Walters Williams. She made this at home with sugar and merengue and water. And it's all natural. You can eat them, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's just pure sugar, right? Yeah, it's sugar <laughs> and water. And if you want to see how these are made, you have to visit DallasNews.com. I'm so glad you taught us more about this, Imelda, because I learned a little more about Dia de los Muertos from my seven-year-old last week. This is funny. That's great. She had a day off school and I sent her to an art camp and the theme of the art camp was Dia de los Muertos. So it was a bunch of little kids learning about these traditions and she came home with our home's very first ofrenda. (gasps) 
Wow. Which she'd made herself and they spent hours on it. And it is colorful and has fake flowers. And it looks like a little altar where you could put someone's photo on the inside. And we have it displayed in our home right now. And she knew quite a bit about what the ofrenda was. But Imelda, you helped me learn even more. And I will so proudly display the sugar skull next to it. And I will get to explain to her a little bit about what you taught us today. That will be great. That's beautiful. And so how do you preserve these? Can I keep this forever? Hopefully. What if I did eat that? Is that bad luck? No, 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 nothing like that. It's a lot of sugar. So if you die maybe, instantly. Yeah, you, I mean, <laughs> you will become a sugar skull. But look how cute they are. They're but beautiful. They're really beautiful. I don't know if you can like describe them or something. So these skulls are amazing. They're about the size of maybe like two fists and just pure white sugar. You can see all the crystals and each of us has sort of a different color scheme. Our names are in little dice charms that are so precious. I just love it. I knew you would love it. Yes. Thank you, Imelda. My kids are going to be so jealous. <laughs> I know. I know. Mine too. When I go now to stores and see like Halloween decor, there's Halloween decor and then there's Dia de los Muertos decor. And I'm like, I want the Dia de los Muertos decor. <laughs> it can. is you def can. definitely it's the prettier. Colors. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Beyond that, all that merchandise and everything, yeah. for us, it's like a real soul-to-soul -soul connection with them. And we think about this celebration that happens in Mexico, right? But no, here in the States, a lot of people put their ofrendas in their apartments, in their homes. So this is a celebration that we carry with us to our new countries. Would you mind sharing like some of your ancestors and the foods that they liked? Yeah, sure. The ofrenda that we put at home for my grandparents, we put a lot of tamales, a mole, tequila, coke. <laughs> and my grandfather, we have this liquor in Mexico that is called Presidente. It's like a brandy. So we put that in there. And uh, my mom also put a Virgen de Guadalupe in there, some saints, some saint figures there. This is funny because a lot of people put like, for example, a bottle of beer, but clothes. And I was like, hey, if I come here, it's like, why is this closed? You know, I don't have hands. I cannot open it. Please open it for me. So, yeah. And we have this conversation at home. When you put uh, my ofrenda, please put some enchiladas with chicken. Because if not, I'm going to pull your feet at night. Yeah, if you don't do that. Yeah, there's like, we need to live life thinking about what could be on our ofrenda. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's right. Oh, are you allowed to eat the food after November 2nd? Yeah, but we have this idea that the deaf people inhale the smell of the food. So it's not going to taste like anything. Oh. Yeah, wow. we have this belief. Is there a belief in ghosts and the spirits that actually come? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. have y'all interacted with any of them? Yeah, 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 of course. I mean, a lot of people, they go to, to the graveyards and they put the ofrenda at the cemetery because they are right there with them. And they spend the whole night from November 1st to the 2nd in the graveyard with their muertos. It's wow. a beautiful tradition. Thank you so much, Imelda. This means a lot to me. I know it does to Aaron and Julie too. We will treasure these sugar skulls and we appreciate the story. Yes. And so speaking of sugar, we have more Halloween candy to try. Yes. Or maybe it's just weird candy. Woo. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird candy. Okay. I brought so, something that's scary. Ooh, okay. So weird and scary. What do we want to start with, Julie? Um, let's start with the drinks. Okay. Usually when I bring something scary in for a taste test, there's a quippy little story. There is not a story with this Skittles C4 energy drink. <laughs> wow. What? It says superhuman performance. 
at the bottom. So if anybody needs a little little uptick in their journalism today, maybe I can offer you some superhuman performance. But I was simply at the grocery store and was horrified by this drink and the next one, which is a starburst version of this C4 performance energy. This one doesn't promise superhuman performance. I'm sorry to say oh. it promises sport plus fitness. Because nothing says fitness like Starburst. That's right. And it's like, it looks like the pink ones. Yeah. It's pink. Ooh, that's the best flavor. Those are it the is, good ones. but I don't think it's going to be cute in a drink. As Julie drinks for the first time, I just want to report to the listener that it's clear. Oh. Oh, oh. Oh. It was such a good face, Julie. Oh. It was like she was choking and mad. Oh, I haven't tasted it. I've just we'll taste it. it. I would love to get somebody else's opinion. I think I feel I feel like I need to read the ingredients. Oh my gosh, it's like cough syrup. <laughs> it's ta- it's like cough syrup. It's terrible, carbonated. It's like cough syrup mixed with oh. like a Red Bull vodka. Oh. That's nasty. Uh, Who drinks mm. this? Let me say there's no vodka in here. This is this is simply for performance, as we've already established. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, yeah. It, like sticks in your... There's zero calories, which means where is all that taste coming from? Because it's not Skittles, despite the Skittles branding. Poison. It's coming from poison. Yeah, really? I know. I know. It does. <laughs> this is radioactive. <laughs> 200 milligrams of caffeine. I'm sorry to tell you that you each need to finish your small cup of Skittles because I'm going to put Starburst in the same cup. Ugh. There are no spit cups. It tastes like just straight up stevia. Oh, yeah. I wonder it, it's, it's just yeah. fake Let's sugar. Let's see what's in. What, what is the fake sugar? Carnosin. S-Y-N. Carnosin. One word. Close to carcinogen. <laughs> it really oh, is. But, but also sing some religious undertones. <laughs> We're all sinners here. Carnosin is a patented form of beta alanine, which has been clinically shown to fight fatigue and improve muscular endurance. Hmm. Does it fight fatigue or does it just pump you full of caffeine? I don't caffeine? know what this stuff is. Within minutes of drinking C4, you may feel a tingling sensation from beta alanine, signaling that your body is primed for superhuman performance. Oh, wow. Are we like superheroes now? We wow. are. I'm going to hulk out and just like bust out of my pants. <laughs> Warning. Yeah. Okay. You ready for the second one? Sure. Strawberry flavored Starburst Zero Sugar Sport Plus Fitness Performance. Mm. Did you hear oh that God. clunk when I sat it down? This, That's these things open. are ridiculous. Fitness. Fitness. Fitting all this. Never are you mind. Okay? No, it was happening. It was happening. No, try it again. You're so close. Oh God. Do it again. It's, it's working. It was almost there. Fitness Halloween candy in my mouth. Yes. Yes. I knew it. I knew it. You could do it. You know what this tastes like? What? This tastes like one of the sweeter crystal light beverages with some bubbles. Mm, crystal light. I, I appreciate that reference. Yeah, this isn't bad. We've both got maybe. The, yes. It would be fantastic oh with vodka. Uh, this one, I'm so sorry to report, has 10 calories, but uh, the starburst over the Skittles energy drink, I think the people have spoken. Okay, so those were the scary drinks. What else y'all got as far as candy? Well, I went to Hypnotic Emporium yesterday and just bought like the weirdest candy I could find. So, That's a good place for that. Yeah, where is that? It's right next to Hypnotic Donuts on Garland Road. Cool. And they were great. Um, okay, uh, so what is this thing and why is it shaped like a toilet? It's called Sour Flush. And okay. it is an <laughs> actual toilet with two little lollipops that go with it. And what you do, because you open the toilet lid... And it's got little kind of like sugar crystals in it. What? Those lollipops are shaped like plungers. <gasps> oh, wow. Because they're no. supposed to be. They are plungers. Okay. So what you do is you put your little plunger in the no. toilet. Yeah, it's you look so the disgusting. Oh, it's, really, it's really disgusting. Yeah, we need to get pictures of that. Yes. So I have two of those. Everybody needs to try one. Okay. Actually, my 16-year-old daughter was all about that. She was also about the candy foam. Hand me the candy foam real quick. Or- this one? 
Oh, is it this thing that looks like hand sanitizer? Candy yes. foam. Candy foam. I also got these. Amelda, will you hand me those? So these actually came from World Market, which has all kinds of really fun oh, yeah, I love it. candies from all over the world. That is where the Santa who visits my house buys stocking stuffers. That's a very, oh. that's a smart Santa. He is a smart Santa. So these are, they're called satellite wafers. And it says they've been in America since the 1950s and Uh that they're a nostalgic candy, which I have never heard of these things before. They say they're popular in the Northeast. I don't think so. But they look like little wafers. I've been real excited to try these. They look like pieces of styrofoam. They do. And you can hear they've got candy inside of them. Why? Oh no. Oh no. That's right. Are you uh, supposed to eat them? She tried to bite and couldn't. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to eat them. Let's Wait see. a second. You are supposed to eat them. But it's got little candy beads inside of it. So I guess you eat those? I'm very confused by that. Candy beads in an edible shell. It tastes like a communion wafer. Oh. <laughs> That's what they look like. It's 100% sugared communion wafer. I cannot open this phone. I will say respectfully as a longtime Catholic that they, those don't taste good. And then the final one is craft. Mac and cheese gummies. What? There has to be a trademark violation going on right there. They actually. I think Kraft is making them, right? Yeah, I think it's from Kraft. Here, you got to try the satellite wafer. Okay. Such a bad name. This is like macaroni. It is. Yeah, it's candied or gummy macaroni. And they they have the pizza snackables that are also gummies. How is it? What does it taste like? Um, I haven't tried these yet, but I I feel as though these Kraft gummies need a better explanation. This is literally a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese where the things inside are orangey, yellowy elbow pasta. Do they taste like mac and cheese or are they something else? What do they taste like? Like gummies, but not cheesy at all. Oh, no, no. They taste like like citrus. They taste like... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Here, can I try one? Thank you. Pineapple. Well, I tried I, I tried the candy foam and it's awful. <laughs> so there, I, I took the bullet for the team. Dare I say that candy foam didn't seem like the worst one. Mm-mm. What do you think of those pineapple flavored macaroni and cheeses? I think it's actually kind of good. I know. They are really gummy. You know when you really get to working on a gummy? Yeah. And 15 minutes later, oh. you're still in there? Yeah. I really, I thought I was going to be horrified by those, but they actually taste, that's probably the best tasting one out of all of these. I haven't gone into the sour flesh toilet candy yet. Get in that potty. Okay, I'm getting a little bit of a cheesy aftertaste with the mac and cheese thing. Really? No, ma'am, not me. It's like a textural thing, or maybe it's just like in my brain, like when your brain tricks you. It's very subliminal Uh because it looks like, I mean, I make that blue box of Kraft Mac at least once a week. Same, I made one last night. These are yummy. We're going to have to go like <laughs> rampaging through the streets after this. We're going to be so tweaked. We're going to be so performance enhanced. Since we're talking about things that are scary, do you guys put anything weird in your real macaroni and cheese when you make it? No. I love diced hard-boiled egg and mac. Oh. I love it. What's wrong wow. with you? Yeah, I knew you'd hate that. <laughs> um, who's going to take the bullet with the sour flush? Pretty sure you are. Lick the plunger, stick it in the pink potty. Put it back in your mouth. Stick it in in the pink potty. The world is this candy. (laughs) It's actually good, guys. I can see like the club kids who are like in college or whatever, like doing stuff like this. Yeah. Is this the new candy cigarette? Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Like when our kids are older, are they going to be like, remember when we stuck a edible pink plunger into a potty full of sugar? Actually, I mean, it's 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 pretty tasty. Sugar. Yeah, I don't hate this. Amelda and I are going to share a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I like that it's watermelon flavored. It's watermelon? Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks strawberry. Mm-hmm. It's weird that the two grossest ones, the toilet and the mac and cheese gummies, 
are the ones I like the most. If anybody needs a gag gift. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. There's one I forgot. Oh, man. The sour flush is delicious. What? No. Oh. I kind of agree with you. So the one I forgot is called Cow Tails. That says everything. And it's a brown. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you tried the foam? The foam is nasty. Oh, she's upset. <laughs> I mean, how is that candy? <laughs> oh my gosh. Melda is squirting it in her mouth like it's easy cheese. It's nasty. Ah, yeah. I'm only going to do this this way because Imelda did it first. Or it's like whipped cream, but worse. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> is it on my chin? It's on your shirt. Oh, man. Well, try the cowtail. The cowtail is actually pretty good. It's like a... I'm going to keep dipping back in the toilet. <laughs> Let's dip the caramel thing in the toilet. Oh, God. Wait, 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 wait. Aaron, wait. no. And then the wheels shut off. How is it? Weird. Tootsie wait, Roll. Sure. That's what I've been looking for. <laughs> it's like a caramel Tootsie Roll with oh. cream on the inside. It's actually tasty. Yeah, it's not bad. I like if cow not tails. called cow tails, that could be a seller. But it's cute. It looks like a cow tail because it's long and brown. But and when have you seen a cow tail and been like, I want to eat that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty it's good. It's like milky or something like that? Yeah, it's like creamy. It's got a weird little creamy thing on the inside. Ah, guacala, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that profanity? Yeah, what did you say was? <laughs> guacala is like, blech. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you like that No. less than the foam? Uh, I don't know. It's a tough choice. <laughs> I mean, that foam, that's that's criminal. Yeah, this is it's all pretty bad. Yeah, it's all trying to kill somebody. Yeah. For to sure. anyone who's listening, I really hope your Halloween involves, you know, just a simple Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. A yeah, Snickers bar. And that's all the time we have for Eat, Drink, DFW this week. Thank you all for joining, and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, or tasty recipes with us at eatdrinkatdallasnews.com. show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You'll also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Aaron Bookie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Eat, Drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. <laughs>